radios, my Christian brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh, my. Be challenged. Oh, my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need reviewed. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love lifting me higher. Release your fears. Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what he is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now, with Michael Crawford. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Get Excited Show podcast. I'm your host, Michael Crawford. And today, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, you're going to be ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic for tuning in. And the reason why I'm telling you you're going to be so ecstatic, of course, I'm ecstatic and excited all the time, but you should even more so on this particular uh, show because it's part two of Portraits of Christ Jesus, our investment consultant. And Christ Jesus says, be very weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures. This should really, really take you to a whole nother level of understanding because I know that we all have since Bible school studies as a young you know, child. We had this, all this time, this, verge, this uh, verbiage about um, store up treasures for heaven. Store up treasures for heaven. And I know, and don't feel, you know, bad. I mean, it, it's, uh, I was the same way. It was just kind of, uh, we're trying to get a true meaning and we're trying to grasp that because it was always on the forefront of, most Bible school teachers thought process of training up the kids to go in the right way where they never waver. And so when you have Jesus saying, be weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures, it's almost like, wow. So, so again, thank you so much. Get ready. We're going to move forward with this on the Get Excited Show podcast. I'm your host, Michael Crawford. And again, it's part two of Portraits of Christ Jesus our investment consultant. Be weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures. Now, let me ask everyone that has tuned in today, let me ask you this. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, you know, uh, have you standing on a, a, a railroad track and you ever heard, toot, toot? Uh, what, would, uh, what would you do if you heard that? If you're on the railroad track and you heard that, what would you do? Well, if you wanted to stay alive, okay, you'd go to one side or the other, wouldn't you? You'd either go to the right or to the left, 
because a train is coming through. A train is coming through, my friends. So you better be ready. Now, today, right here on the Get Excited Show podcast, and that's one of the reasons why I told you, you're going to get ecstatic. You're going to get ecstatic because we're going to look at Christ Jesus, our investment consultant. We're really going to take it totally to another level. So it's one of those uh, podcasts, hopefully, that you'll talk around the water cooler tomorrow uh, or even for the rest of your day today. But you're definitely going to say, wow, you know, Michael Crawford wasn't kidding when he said that we're going to get ecstatic listening to the podcast because he really broke it down. Um, And that's what I want. I I want to be able to to understand uh, it myself to a degree to where I can teach it. Uh, and that's something that I've spent a lot of in, you know, time you know, in, investing in really comprehending the word. Uh, you see, because Christ Jesus is our investment consultant. And he is coming through. I mean, he's coming through. So you got to be ready. And he says, if you've got a decision to make, you've got a big decision to make, actually. And the decision is this. You can either invest in your future on earth or... You can invest in your future in heaven. And so what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Earth or heaven? Temporal or eternal? You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, all of us only have a certain amount of time, a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of resources in this world, right? And so where are you? Where are you? going to invest in. You only have so much, so many. I mean, businesses spend a lot of time determining where they're going to invest for their futures, don't they? Why? Because they know that where they invest for their future will determine the kind of future they're going to have. And so why are you going to invest in what? Where are you going to invest for your future? I mean, you really got to ask yourself this. So everyone listening to the Get Excited Show podcast with your host, Michael Crawford, please really ask yourself, look at that person that's looking back at you every morning when you get up, when you look into the mirror, that person's looking back at you. You need to really, where are you going to invest for your future? I mean, is it going to be in the temporal or Is it in the external? Christ Jesus says, you've got to make the decision. Where's it going to be? And brothers and sisters, in this message today, right here on the Get Excited Show podcast, and the next one that I do, I want to help us make that decision. I want us to help us to make sure it's a decision that's correct. And so I think that uh, it would be the right thing to do, and, I, and I'd like to begin with all of you having to turn with me, if you have your Bibles, now if you're driving, I get it, <laughs> don't, don't put yourself in any um, you know, detrimental predicament, don't do that, but if you are home um, listening to the Get Excited Show podcast, then do me a favor please and turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, but before we actually look at that passage, Okay, I want to clarify a couple of things about earthly treasures. First, 
Christ Jesus and the scriptures are, are not uh, anti-ownership or uh, anti-material or anti-wealth, you know, per se. I mean, really, they're not. But actually, the Bible urges us. I mean, let's face it. The Bible urges us to work hard, to earn wages, and to provide food and shelter and clothing for our families, for ourselves, and for the needs of others. So Christ Jesus and the scriptures, they're not anti-ownership or anti-material per se. And secondly, we have a good and gracious God who, who wants to, uh, us to enjoy uh, and not feel guilty about it, but enjoy the earthly treasures he has given us. So in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 19, the Apostle Paul says, Put your hope in God, who richly provides us with everything. Who provides us with everything, Paul says. God does that, provides us with everything. And why does he give it? Paul says, he gives it for our enjoyment. Now, hear that, for our enjoyment. Did you know that the New Testament church uh, didn't have church buildings to, to meet in? They didn't. They actually met in people's homes, homes of people who were wealthy enough to have big houses, you see. God says if you actually have that kind of house and you're putting it to that kind of use, then don't feel guilty about it. Oh, no. Enjoy it. That's why he gave it to us. That's why God gave it to us. And so Christ Jesus and the scriptures are not a blanket anti-material or anti-wealth per se. But they both have some strong words of warning about focusing our lives on the acquisition of material things. And so let's, let's look at some of those words of warning, if you would. First, Christ Jesus, our investment consultant, says, be weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures because earthly treasures will deteriorate and depreciate. So, as I said earlier, let's look. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Matthew 6, 19, turn with me. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. Now, what's Christ Jesus saying here? My brothers and sisters, here's the deepest spiritual thinker who have ever lived. And he says, listen, let's get real basic here. Why would you treasure stuff that loses so much of its face value the minute you walk out of the store? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you make a treasure out of something that you know is going to depreciate? My brothers and sisters, the next time you have a, a day to blow, or let's just say even half a day uh, to blow, I want you to go to an automobile dealership, okay? Do this for me, because you do know that's the field that I'm very, very good at. And I want you to go there and Go to like a, the new car side, the new car dealership, and uh, I want you to spend a half a day haggling with the salesperson until you finally wear him down to the rock bottom price. And then after you sign your contract, drive that vehicle around the block once or twice or three times, doesn't matter. Then go back and the very same salesperson, go back to that very same salesperson that, that you see that, you know, and, and is asking. Will you buy this vehicle back from me for the same price? 
that you just paid for it. Let me just tell you right now, he won't. He won't even come close to that. He won't do it. And my Christian brothers and sisters, this isn't unique. This isn't unique to buying a car. It is. I mean, no. Most of what we buy is just like that. Its value depreciates the moment the sale is made and we walk out the door. And what makes it even worse, as Christ Jesus said, is that most of our earthly treasures are not only going to depreciate, but they're all going to deteriorate. They're going to be eaten away by moth and rust. Now, now I'm not picking on people that like cars. I want you to know that up front. I'm not. I'm trying to make various absolute, you know, uh, definitions and understandings where by the time the, this show is over today, we all have a clear-cut ninja-focused type understanding, right? I mean, you got to realize that all those earthly treasures, uh, like Christ says, it's not only going to depreciate, but they're all going to deteriorate. You know, I have a friend. I know, I, I've known him for a long time, and he uh, had a Rolls Royce. I mean, the whole car, uh, uh, of course, was handmade, and it, was, it had 29 layers of paint. I remember him talking about that. Uh, and it had uh, exotic real wood paneling on the inside of it. I mean, it was really, uh, it was hot. I mean, it was a, a, a gorgeous, beautiful car. Uh, and he had it for years. And it was literally his pride and joy, the symbol of his financial success, if you would. And because of that, he always kept it spick and span. He never took it out in bad weather. He never parked it in any kind of public parking lots. And he never, well, I got to be very candid here. He never let me drive it. <laughs> I mean, he never did. Not once. I mean, it was his baby, okay? But you know what? Do you know what? If you looked real close, right along the edge of the windshield, there were a couple of little tiny, tiny rust bubbles that were beginning to form. And you know something? You know something? One day, rust and debris is going to be all that's left of that once very beautiful and expensive car. Christ Jesus, our investment consultant, looks us straight in the eye and he says, Why? Why would smart people like you spend your life acquiring a bunch of stuff that's only going to deteriorate and depreciate? Come on. Christ literally is saying, come on. He says, come on. You're smarter than that. Your hearts are too fragile for that. Don't do it. And secondly, Christ Jesus, our investment consultant says, be weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures because earthly treasures are vulnerable to theft and loss. I mean, look at verse 19 again. Do that for me. Look at verse 19 again. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. Secondly, where thieves break in and steal. How many times have you read or heard something like this? How many? I mean, I just read about a Phoenix man. You know, who was sitting in, you know, he actually right now is in uh, Maricopa County Jail Okay, uh, while authorities from three different states are investigating whether he had 
you know, adopted the identities of other people and then used their credit cards to buy cars, trucks, motorcycles, etc. I mean, uh, his name was Brian S. Smith. You can look this up yourself. Uh, 30 years of age, allegedly used other people's credit, their credit cards and checking accounts to buy more than $300,000 worth of goods. Now, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, here's the thing. Hear me now. As I say, turn up that volume. Turn up that volume. Even if guys like that get convicted, people got ripped off, didn't they? They got ripped off. And some of them are never going to recover what he stole from them. They're just not. How many of you that are listening to the Get Excited Show podcast today with your host, Michael Crawford, how many of you ever gotten something like that stolen from you and, and, and never gotten it return? Go ahead. I feel you. Raise your hands out there and that are listening. It happens all the time. All the time. Believe me. Even right here in Arizona. Now, this is podcast is broadcast, broadcast, excuse me, around the world, but I'm just going to talk right now because I'm right here in my hometown studios, um, and I'm here to tell you that right here in Peoria, it happens all the time. And so Christ Jesus says, why? Why would you want to set your heart and affections on something that a thief can break in and steal? Why? I mean, think about it. Why would you want to spend your whole life investing in something that the the moment you buy it, you've got to start protecting it and insuring it and and worrying about it? Why Why would you do that? Why? Christ Jesus says, keep your earthly treasures simple and don't allow your heart to become too connected to them because in this world, there are thieves who will break in and steal. And the third reason to be weary of spending your life on earthly treasures comes from two stories that Christ Jesus tells us. Where? Where in these two stories, he tells us how earthly possessions tend to make us feel prideful, independent, and and, and they give us a false sense of security. The first story comes from Luke 16. So follow along with me because this should come full circle. Then you're you probably are going to start getting it going, wow, Michael Crawford, I get it now. I get now all those years and starting from Bible study, Bible school, that why Christ always talked about that. You see, the story of a a rich man, a, a rich man who's so rich that in order to communicate just how rich this guy really is, Christ Jesus says he lives in luxury every day. And so to illustrate that, Christ Jesus says he, he not only owned and wore the best undergarments, but he also owned and wore the best undergarments. You see, uh, not just the best outer garments, but the best undergarments too. So this guy, from top to bottom, inside and out, lives in luxury every day. And then Christ Jesus says, at the gate, At the door of this rich guy's mansion is another guy. Not a rich guy, but a poor guy. A matter of fact, this guy is so poor and he's so hungry and he's so weak that he lays there sick with sores covering his body. 
He's too helpless to even ward off the street dogs that come and lick his sores. And Christ Jesus says this poor man was so emotionally broken and defeated that all of his grandiose dreams of life had been narrowed down to one last meager dream. One last meager dream. And do you know what that one last meager dream was? Do you? It's that one day, hear me now, turn the volume up. As I always said years ago on my radio show, turn those radios up. Today, like I said, you listen to me on iPhones and computers and laptops. And so I just think it's appropriate to say, turn that volume up. Turn the volume up because down his last meager dream was narrowed down to it was that the rich man whose gate he lives outside of would gather up, gather up the crumbs from his table, sweep them in a bag and bring them out to him to eat. That was the poor man's one last meager dream. Are you listening? Everyone out there listening is tuned in to the Get It Get Excited Show podcast with your host, Michael Crawford. Did you hear that? That was the poor man's one last meager dream. But then Christ Jesus says one day, both men died and they both stand before God for a day of reckoning. Now, I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story. You can read it for yourself in Luke 16. In Luke chapter 16, you can take the time But one of the points that Christ Jesus is making in this story is this. So please catch this. Don't miss this. Christ Jesus says, when you start centering your life around the acquisition and enjoyment of earthly treasures, you're going to start becoming desensitized to the poor. First, you'll try to move away from them geographically and build walls and put up gates. And then pretty soon you'll begin to separate yourself from them emotionally. And then before you know it, you won't give a rip about their plight. Not a rip. Why? Because you're living in luxury now. You've got silk boxers. You're eating fine foods. Uh, USDA choice meats every day. You're going to finer places uh, than anybody ever dreamed of, especially you. And so over time, You become desensitized and you don't give a rip about the poor anymore. And Christ Jesus says that kind of thing tends to happen when you and I get caught up in the acquisition of enjoyment of our earthly stuff. And so we need to be careful, very, very careful. And the other story, the other story Christ Jesus shares is and I want to share it with you. I want, to, I want you to read uh, to you. And it's, it's found in Luke 12, beginning in verse 16. Luke 12, beginning in verse 16. And it's a story that describes our tendencies to gain a false sense of security. Just because we've got a lot of stuff, okay? Christ Jesus says that the, the ground of a, of a certain rich man produced a good crop. You see, he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have to place, to, uh, you know, I, I got a place. I have to have a place to store my crops. Then he says, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And, 
And then I'll store all the grain and all the goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Relax. Eat. Drink. Be merry. Pop the champagne. But God said to him, you fool. You goofball. You goofy fool. This is this very night. Your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself. And then Christ Jesus closes up by saying, this is how will be anyone. This is how it will be with anyone. Not just him. You, me, everybody. This is how it will be with everyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God but is not rich toward God. Christ Jesus says, you know what? Christ Jesus says, you know what? When you start acquiring and piling up lots of nice earthly treasures, and when you start planning for the future, and you've got it all planned out, Christ Jesus says, be careful. Be very, very careful. Because the tendency is to say, I'm secure. I'm invincible. I'm eight foot tall and bulletproof. But Christ Jesus says, you're not. You're not. You're not. He says there's no security in earthly treasures. None. None. Now, do you know what I think Christ Jesus would say to all of us who are zealously working to acquire more and more and more. Do you know? I think he would say, remember this. You're only one germ away from a rapid demise. You're only one drunk driver away from a shattered future. You're only one cell away from a deadly cancer. You're only one stray bullet away from standing before God on the day of reckoning. My Christian brothers and sisters, if that happens, Christ Jesus says, do you know what your stored up earthly treasures are going to do for you? Do you know what they're going to do for you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nada. Because, because the only thing that's going to matter on that day is your net worth in heaven. In heaven. You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, Christ Jesus says it's not all your earthly stuff is wrong or bad. It's not. It's not that it's all your earthly stuff is all wrong or bad. It's, as a matter of fact, a lot of your earthly stuff comes directly from the loving hands of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who wants you to enjoy it. But when you and I start spending our time and spending our talents and spending our energy and spending our emotions and spending our money towards the acquisition of enjoyment of more and more and more, Christ Jesus says, when you do, when you and I do that, you're going to become buffed up and desensitized to the poor. And pretty soon you're going to have a false sense of security that's going to leave us unprepared for the life, the afterlife. The fourth reason you and I ought to be weary of spending our lives on the acquisition of earthly treasures 
comes from the wisest man who ever lived. The wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon of the Old Testament. Now, most of you, most of you that are tuned in today to the Get Excited show, listening to the host, Michael Cropper, you're very familiar with King Solomon. I'm sure you are. Know that at one point in his life, he went through something like a midlife crisis. And during that time, he searched and searched and searched for what would truly satisfy the deepest longings of his soul. First, he started with the pursuit of knowledge. After he devoured every book in the land, he said, well, I'm smart, (laughs) but I'm not satisfied. And so he began to experiment with pleasure. And so he pursued all the thrills and chills of life. And when he was done, he said, wow, wow. Well, (laughs) I've experienced all the thrills and chills but I'm not satisfied. And now, in this text in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, he says, well, maybe it's possessions. Maybe that will satisfy me. So, let me, let me read to you what he does and then what he concludes. He says, King Solomon is, he says, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me, including his father, the great King David. I amassed silver and gold for myself, the treasure of kings and providences. I acquired men and women singers and a harem as well, the delights of the heart of man. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. Who else can make a statement like that? Who? In terms of acquiring earthly treasures to say, I denied myself of nothing my eyes desired. Yet he says, King Solomon says, when I survived all that my hands had done and what I had toiled toiled to achieve, everything, everything was meaningless. I mean, chasing after the wind, nothing was gained under the sun. Do you hear what he's saying? Hear me now. Everyone that's tuned in today to the Get Excited Show podcast with your host, Michael Crawford, Did you hear what he's saying? He's saying that I had everything that I've ever wanted. Every earthly treasure I could ever could imagine, I had it. And yet, it didn't satisfy my soul. That's the fourth reason that Christ Jesus would say to be weary of spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures. Because they won't satisfy your soul. They won't satisfy your soul. Now, now that's not to say that they can't satisfy some of your needs. I didn't say that. A nice car can satisfy a transportation need, right? A nice house can satisfy a shelter need, right? And so on and so forth. But my Christian brothers and sisters, 
Don't look for any of that stuff to satisfy the needs of your soul because they won't and they can't. And fifth and finally, Christ Jesus would say, be weary about spending your life on the acquisition of earthly treasures because of all of it is going to be burnt. It's all going to be burnt in the end. You know, it's amazing, but it just never ceases to amaze me. You see, God has a master plan here. God spoils us 24-7, and sometimes we get so caught up in it, we just don't even understand what is going to be deteriorated or depreciated. We get so caught up in the earthly possessions that we lose our own souls right here on earth before we even go to heaven. You see, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, Someday, all that stuff is going to burn, as I said. It's going to burn. You are so willing to work so hard for all that stuff. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. You know, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, it says, The day of the Lord will come. He is going to return like a thief. And when he does, listen closely to what will happen. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. My Christian brothers and sisters, someday all our earthly treasures are going to go up in the smoke. All the stuff we've worked so hard for and given up so much to achieve, it's going to burn. It's going to burn. And so do you know what the guy told us to do? He said in order not to get too attached to our stuff. Hear me now. Don't miss this. In order not to get too attached to our stuff, buy some bright red tags. Oh, yeah. Buy some bright red tags. Okay. And then he said when you finally are prepared to graduate to that next level. And it's like coming out of college. Try to visualize for a moment. You worked your butt off on a four-year degree. Four-year college degree. And you finally graduated. And you get your good job. And you get your big paycheck. And you go out and, and get all the stuff that your heart wanted. The desires of your heart. And you finally get your stuff. Take one of those bright red tags. Hear me now. Don't miss this. Take one of those bright red tags and stick it on that stuff and write four simple words. Four simple words. Soon to be burnt. Soon to be burnt. Now, my Christian brothers and sisters, talk about taking the zip out of your buying habits. Talk about taking the zip out of your buying habits. You and I came into this world with nothing. You and I will leave this world with nothing. I just saw it happen not too long ago with my brother Mark. I saw it happen with my brother Mark. 
it's just, is it worth it to, to spend your life? Let me just ask you this. Is it worth it to spend your life pursuing bigger and better stuff when in the end all you're doing is providing bigger and better stuff for the incinerator? I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I can't commit myself to something that purposeless. I can't. Because I don't want to come to the end of my life knowing that my life's efforts and goals and pursuits are going to all end up in a big puff, a big puff of smoke. I think all of us listening, I think all of us listening and for all the people listening here in the state of Arizona have seen people interviewed on TV who have been through terrible fires, right? And I'm sure even probably more so the fires in California, but definitely right here in Arizona because we've got a lot of them going on. And, and when they are interviewed, it's not uncommon to see two very different types of responses to those terrible fires. It's not. First, they are those who have had their homes and cars and furniture burnt and utterly destroyed, right? And it's clear as they are being interviewed, standing in the rubble of their burnt out homes, it's clear that they have lost their treasures, their greatest treasures. And as they stand there in that rubble, their grief is so great that they become inconsolable, inconsolable. But not everybody responds like that, do they? No, they don't. I'm watching these interviews really frequently on the television. No, there are others who have lost it all as well. And yes, they're sad, but they're not as sad about losing their stuff as the previous person. I mean, they haven't lost their, their greatest treasures because they have a Christ-like view of material possessions, you see. They have that Christ-like connection. They're connected to the vine. Their life is all lived for the hereafter, not the here, now, now. And, and so they have a Christ-like view of material possessions, and they say things like, well, look, what matters most to me, what matters most to me was not consumed by fire, actually. What matters most to me is my ability to relate to God and his ability to relate to me. What matters most to me is my family and friends. What matters most to me is that I can still make a difference in this world. That's what matters most to me. And I didn't lose that. I didn't lose that. Yeah, it was a knockdown, but it wasn't a knockout. You hear me, my Christian brothers and sisters, for all of you listening to the Get Excited Show podcast with your host, Michael Crawford. It was a knockdown, but it was not a knockout. And my Christian brothers and sisters, what would a raging fire that would consume all of your possessions do to you right now? Would it consume your greatest treasures? Would it? I know it wouldn't consume mine. So I'd like to close, my dear brothers and sisters, I would like to close by sharing two true stories of two women. Two true story, stories of two true women. The first story 
is told by a pastor of a prominent church in the Midwest. And it's the story of a very wealthy woman, an extremely wealthy woman. The pastor says the reason he got to know her was because one day he was reading an article about the 10 most powerful women in the corporate America. And he said, lo and behold, that next Sunday, as he was looking out over the congregation, he saw one of those women. And it really kind of set him back for a moment. So several weeks later, he said, she came up to him and introduced herself. And he said, I think I know who you are. (laughs) And she laughed and he said, over time, they came to be very good friends. And, you know, she would like share with him some management and leadership articles and insights. And he would send her some spiritual articles and insights. And all this time, he said, she was a seeker. She wasn't a, a, a believer, but she was definitely was very curious seeker. But then one day out of the blue, he said, she called me and she asked if I could come visit her because she was facing some real trouble. So he said, okay, absolutely I will. And so he went to what he called her palatial home and sat on one of her fine couches. And without pulling any punches, she said, I have cancer. And I'm not going to live long. And I think I did what you warned us never to do. Well, curious as to what she was referring to, he says, what's that? She said, I think I may have gained a good deal of the world, but now I think I'm about ready to lose my soul. And he said, Betty, Betty, you don't have to. It's not too late. You can still put your trust in Christ Jesus. And if you do, even though you've spent your whole life chasing the wrong stuff, you'll still forgive Christ Jesus, he'll still forgive you of your sin and for your misplaced affections and he'll welcome you into his family and his kingdom. Even now, if you'll receive him. And he said she did. On that day, she received Christ Jesus as her savior and made him the Lord of her life. And then a few weeks later, she passed. Now, I want to to tell you this story because you see Betty by God's grace is right now is in heaven I mean she is she is but my dear Christian brothers and sisters when she got there when she got there she didn't have much net worth oh she left a boatload of treasures here on earth oh my gosh you can't even imagine but when she got to heaven She was almost treasureless. Now, I want to tell you about another woman. Her name was Miss Mabel. Miss Mabel never had a fancy house. She never drove a fancy car, and she was never the kind of woman that others would write articles about. And she never had power or prestige or wealth. She was simply a schoolteacher who lived in an old farmhouse and who never married but who gave her life in faithful love and service to God and others. And she used her savings to put a niece through college and helped her brother pay for the farm that he had always wanted. 
She was renowned for her notes of encouragement and she was always out helping and loving and caring for those in need. And she was always the little kid Sunday school teacher at Unionville Center, a class she taught until she was 90 years of age. As a matter of fact, that's how I met her. Because she was my Sunday school teacher. And every time I went to my grandma's house, every time I went to Grandma Crawford's house, she was there to meet me, to greet me, and to love me. Now, I'm not sure if I remember the exact very first time that I ever met Miss Mabel. But I do remember at four or five years of age sitting in Miss Mabel's class. She would have been around, I don't know, 80, 85 at the time. And I remember this little whisk of a, a woman teaching me to sing a song, God Can Do Anything. So anybody listening, anybody listen to the Get Excited Show podcast, do you remember that little song? God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. I hope there's people out there listening that remember that song as I do. Because my Christian brothers and sisters, Miss Mabel went home to be with her Lord when she was 99 years of age. And when she got there after a lifetime of love and service to him and others, she had a huge net worth. I mean to tell you, hear me now, turn the volume up. She had a huge net worth that she had built up in heaven. And my Christian brothers and sisters, here's the truth. The chance of you and me dying is 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts. The chance of you and I dying is 100%. You and I only have a certain amount of time, a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of resources in this world. Where are you going to invest them? Where are you going to invest them? Are you going to invest them in earthly treasures that are going to depreciate and deteriorate, that will be vulnerable to thieves, that will make you proud and insensitive to the poor, that will leave your soul unsatisfied, and that will all burn up in the end? Or, or are you going to make your investments in heavenly treasures, Heavenly treasures that will never depreciate or deteriorate or become vulnerable to thieves. What's it going to be? What's it going to be, my brothers and sisters? There's a Christ Jesus train right now going down the center of your life. Which way are you going to go? Which way? If you're ready to build up your heavenly treasures, your heavenly net worth, then be sure, then be sure to listen to the Get Excited Show podcast tomorrow as well for part three of Christ Jesus, our investment consultant. In the meantime, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, some of you have felt God calling you, like Miss Mabel, to give your life away to, of service. So I need you to understand without a shadow of doubt in your mind that God is calling you to serve. 
He's calling you to serve the poor, those compromised and marginalized. And still others of you have felt God calling you to reevaluate how you invest your time, talents, and treasures. Whatever it is, if God is calling you, please don't wait. Please don't wait. Nope. Step out and follow him. He's moving forward, and he wants you to move forward with him. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Get Excited Show podcast. I'm your host, Michael Crawford, and always remember, it's a Christ-minded attitude, not aptitude, that determines altitude. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to contact Michael Crawford directly for prayer or encouragement, contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free, be challenged, be encouraged, be inspired, and get excited with Michael Crawford. Your love lifted me higher than I Desire, and I'll be at your side.